Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations so you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology, real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. When Arsenal knocks on the door of players, it's a different knock than other clubs. Slap, slap, slap. Les différents podcasts de frappe. Arsenal have been through that mile and a half of pipe like Andy Dufresne in the Shawshank Redemption where you have to see the light at the end of the tunnel. El podcast de golpe diferente. But Arsenal are going through their pipe, like I say. We'll be back. The Different Knock Podcast. Maybe we'll have a good surprise for you. Hello and welcome back to the Different Knock pre-match preview, the latest spin-off show from your favourite podcast, where we delve into the lead-up to this weekend's fixture against Burnley. Now, let's get into the preview. One of the main topics of conversation that seems to still be going around at the time of recording is postponements and uh, the rumours circulating that this game could still in fact be postponed. Though, if I'm entirely honest, I can't see that happening after the debacle that was made of Arsenal's last postponement of the North London derby. And especially seeing as this fixture has already been moved once to accommodate the Liverpool postponement. So I really do think this will go ahead on Sunday. And I guess the best place to start is the absolute selection headache that our manager now uh, is going to have to contend with on Sunday with both Party and Xhaka missing through suspension. Xhaka for two games, Party for one, and the deadline to register any new signing for this weekend's fixtures now passed. I, th- I think that really kind of leaves us with with two main options, which is a double pivot of uh, probably Patino and Sambi which would then give us the opportunity to rest uh, an obviously unfit Emile Smith-Rowe, which I think we saw from the game against Liverpool. Uh, Misplaced passes, not running how he normally does. I think that he absolutely needs a game off and I I definitely wouldn't risk him uh, for this one. Or a more likely option is to see that kind of midfield triumvirate that we saw against Liverpool with uh, Sambi as the lone pivot and then Erdegaard and Smithrow as the eights in front. Neither of which I'm particularly keen on. Um, 
but as we know, Burnley are a very physical outfit and it's going to be so important for us to control and dominate that midfield to be able to enact the game plan as Mikel wants. And if we allow it to be turned into a physical battle rather than letting the ball do the work for us in the middle of the park, that I think is where we could really come off second best. But I'm not particularly worried about that. So I think we should be fine even with our two unavailable starting central midfielders. Uh, another thing that I think is is really fascinating that's dropped this morning that I hadn't actually planned to discuss is there's talks of Mikel being offered a new two-year contract that would take his contract uh, from expiring instead of 2023 to 2025, I believe. So I think that's, that's really interesting news to come out. I, I'm not 100% on board with this yet. I think if we're smart, we'll let uh, the contract run till the summer and then give the extension or give the extension on the basis that he achieves certain goals this season. I think if we, like me and Alex have said in the, in the, in the podcast before, if it's another season of eighth changes are going to have to be made. So I think even though I don't believe that's going to happen this season, I think we're very much on four for Europa League football. If not, if depending on signings this, this January, we could easily make a push for top four. I just hope that we don't put ourselves in a Man United situation where we give our manager a contract extension and then kind of six to nine months later are saying why on earth have we done that we need to be looking somewhere else but it's fascinating news that we're obviously aware of this and it's coming out because Pep Guardiola's contract ends in 2023 and there's rumors that they're looking at Arteta's job that he's doing at Arsenal to see whether he could kind of come in and do a job for them so it's it's good that, that that at least the club are aware of the situation and there seems to be moves being made. A big positive coming up is the two to three week break that we have coming around the corner. After this game, we don't play again until the 10th of February, which will give any new signing time to adjust, learn the system, give us time to bed them in. It means that we can rest players like Tommy Asu and Smithrow for a few weeks who came back and put in a valiant effort against Liverpool, but were obviously not at the races. So it's a big positive that those times are coming up. I think it's just, again, a, a big faux pas by us to not have somebody in by the time that the Liverpool game and then this game's happened. Because I think if, if we have somebody in by the Liverpool game, we don't play party. And then he doesn't get sent off. And it seems to have set this, this chain reaction in effect, which is leaving us a bit thin on the ground. But to to look at Burnley and their kind of missing players, there's a big, big advantage for Arsenal in that they've just lost Chris Wood to relegation rivals, Newcastle, and they've got probably their best player, Maxwell Cornet, and the person who is is leading that Burnley team, well, leading their charge to try and get out of the relegation zone with five goals, I believe, from something like 1xG, is Maxwell Cornet. And him being at AFCON is is a big, big plus for us. And for me, I think the ball is very much in Arsenal's court. But anyway, that's enough rambling and previewing certain things for the game. Let's move on to the game in context. I hope you guys are enjoying 
some of the new titles and sections, by the way. And if any of you have any ideas on what you want from the show, what you want to hear, either from these solo episodes from myself or episodes where I have guests on, whether it's sections, certain topics you want myself and a guest to discuss, please tweet us at Diffnock. All feedback is great and really welcome whilst we're sculpting the show to be what it's going to be. But yeah, please get in touch. Let us know what you think of it. Let us know what you want us to add and we'll definitely uh, make an effort to do so. So the game and context. After a wave of positivity that swept us all up now that we are seemingly in a top four race for what seems like years, because it has been, we now find ourselves kind of outside of that golden circle of the league. We currently sit sixth with West Ham in fourth on 37 points and Spurs in fifth on 36 points. But not to fear, as we now have the power, as we become games in hand FC, with two games in hand on the Hammers, though Spurs do still have a game in hand on us, which is something to keep an eye on. And I really hope that their next opponents can do us a favour, unlike the last ones. Leicester, you absolute mugs. Spurs, though they still have to go to, I believe, Stamford Bridge, the Etihad, Old Trafford, and possibly Anfield. So us having gotten some of those games out of the way is, is a big plus for us. But for me, if we are to keep this top four charge coming, it is absolutely vital that we win this match, leapfrogging West Ham in the process. And also then going into this next three-week break off the back of a win is, is important to give us some confidence and positivity back after what feels like a slew of defeats. These are the types of games last season that instead of finishing fifth or sixth and, and getting Europa League football and financing, we finished eighth for the second season running. And now, listen, I'm not trying to be a negative Nelly. But Burnley are dreadful. So we really have to beat them. And I think what will be great is this, for me, gives us a real opportunity to see the the very obvious progress that the team has made in the last few months. I kind of hearken back to the Turf Moor game, the 1-0, the moment of brilliance from Erdegaard, that free kick. And it will be good to see us transition again into a team that wipes the floor with these relegation fodder sides and really this moment and this opportunity to see how far we've come in such a short space of time is exciting for me. Um, and especially off of the back of three defeats and a draw in the last four, I really think that we'll see a, a positive reaction from the lads. Now, Burnley, they'll come into this game under a lot of pressure from Friday night's game between Watford and Norwich with the Canaries coming out with the three points. And I think that means that Dyche is going to have them fired up for the match. They sit rock bottom of the table, but they seem to have about 15 games on kind of in hand on everyone else with the amount that they're postponing at the moment. But um, if they do win at least kind of one or two of their games, that will hoist them out of the, the relegation zone. They're only about five points adrift from safety. And I think it's five games in hand on Norwich. So they will definitely be coming into this match fired up and ready for a fight. And it's so important for us that we respond to that well. 
And as I mentioned earlier, you know, there's some key figures out due to sales, AFCON and injuries. Uh, but for all my Googling, I can't seem to find a conclusive list of, of kind of injury doubts or coronavirus positive tests that, that might put this game at risk. So I really think that it'll, it'll go ahead. And we all know Burnley, we know that they're going to be desperate for points. We know that this is going to be a battle and we have to try and win it on footballing terms. And now I have every confidence in Mikel Arteta and the boys and their ability to do that. And I think that personally, we will dispatch them comfortably without a second thought now. I'm sounding rather overconfident and hopefully this doesn't come back to bite me on the ass. but I guess that we will see. Now, on to the fun part. Time to move on to some predictions. Welcome to our prediction section, which, seeing as it's just me, and we've already discussed our suspension woes and unavailable players, I can crack straight on with what I think will be a predicted lineup for us. I think we'll see the team that played against Liverpool. I really do. I don't think we'll see much deviation from that. The only player that I think could possibly go out is Tommy Asu if either Cedric or Chambers is back fit. Or even then, we might make the decision to play holding at centre-back and Ben White at right-back to not risk Tommy. And it will give us the the, the real opportunity as well with, with Holding's capabilities physically to win some more physical battles in the air if they try and challenge us from set pieces. So I think that it will be Ramsdale and goal. Uh, a back four of Tierney, Gabriel and White, and Tommy Asu. I'm hoping that somebody's back so that we can get Tommy out of the lineup, but I, I, I think we'll see him. I think it will be Lukonga as the lone pivot with Emil Smith Rowe and Martin Erdegaard as the two eights, and then a front three of Martinelli, Lacazette, and Saka. Uh, and I think that that's a, a really good positive lineup. I think that for me, it's, it's, it's what we can kind of cobble together with the with the suspensions that we have and the difficulties that we have but i'm i'm feeling very confident that we will win and that it's going to be a good game for us um but yeah so my predicted scoreline is uh oh before that actually myself and andy predicted a two-all score draw with uh with penalties being the decider. We got the two part right, but obviously Arsenal didn't score a single goal. So we were both wrong. And uh, the the game of, of who's going to win, Bradley or the or the guest, is still currently and firmly sitting at nil-nil. So predicted score lines. Uh, for me, I said that I think it's going to be 3-1 uh, to the mighty, mighty Arsenal. And Alex has said 2-0. So we shall see. Thank you so much for listening and uh, please remember to get in touch with any feedback anything that you that you thought might be a good idea for the show and please uh, head to our twitter and uh, check out our patreon and our buy me a coffee anything that you can donate to the show really does help us support running this 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 podcast for you guys and uh, means that we can start to create more content and do more and we're so so grateful for all the support you've given us over the last kind of 18 months in allowing us to do this and, and making this a viable option for us so thank you guys so much again for for everything on this it, it honestly is a dream and i will see you after the burnley game in the next episode with alex
And thank you very, very much for listening and your support on this brand new venture of ours. We're very grateful. Keep it Diffnock and we'll see you later. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to the Different Knock podcast. Please hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you're using. If you'd like to support the show, you can find us on Patreon and buymeacoffee.com, find us on Twitter at DiffKnock, and visit our website, thedifferentknock.com. Thanks. Podcast Network.